the Legendary Sports YouTube page, Mike, Mike and LQ back for another draft grade breakdown. We're talking about our offseason grade breakdown. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills had some great, had a great offseason, I'd say, to start it off. I mean, when you get a top receiver, the Stephon Diggs, that's as as your top. I mean, that's that you can't really get much better than that. So going through what exactly they did in this offseason, they got Stephon Diggs. Mario Addison, A.J. Klein, Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, and Josh Norman. Uh, drafted, they drafted A.J. Epinetza, Zach Moss, Gabriel Davis, Jake Fromm, Tyler Bass, Isaiah Hodgins, and Dane Jackson. Shout out to the University of Pittsburgh. Losses, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, and Kevin Johnson. So I have a couple of questions here with the Buffalo Bills before we get into their actual draft grade. LQ, I'll start with you first here. Jake Fromm, two years ago, after the national champ or two or three years ago now, after the national championship game, it was a consensus that he was going to be a first round pick, whether the first QB taken or the second, that, that, that wasn't a question. Two years later, Georgia is still in the same spot, not able to produce. They don't have a powerful offense. He's lost a lot of pieces. He falls to the fourth round. Yeah, you have a quarterback. Is there any possibility that Jake Fromm could potentially get in a QB comp- competition with Josh Allen? Because we know, we know we've seen the good, good Josh Allen. There's some bad Josh Allen, but, hey, we, we saw that first half of the um, Houston Texans wildcard game. Is there any possibility that Jake Fromm can get in, himself in a QB competition with Josh Allen? Personally, the only way that I see the quarterback competition or controversy even happening um, is if Josh Allen gets hurt. Um, I don't think that Fromm is going to beat him out in camp. Um, I think that uh, even with that wild and crazy stunt that Josh Allen did in that playoff game last year, <laughs> I think the job is still his regardless. So um, hopefully we can just keep the Josh Allen train going. And um, maybe, like I said, it, it would probably have to take um, an injury to get hurt. I don't think that play or anything else would get in the way. Micah? Man. Um, I want to say yes, but logically saying, like logically thinking, you're probably right. It had to take an injury. Um, I think J- Jake Fromm is probably honestly a better quarterback out the gate, but the playmaker, like the the playmaker side of Josh Allen and what he brings to the table in that aspect, I can definitely see him keeping the job for another one or two years. I think if Jake Fromm ever becomes the guy in uh, Buffalo, it's going to be a long game, man. It's going to be one or two years of sitting. Um, just playing his role, and then when he gets the opportunity to shine, whether it's bad play or, um, you know, they try to force uh, Josh Allen into a different type of um, situation, you know, him relying more on his arm than his entire skill set, then I can see Jake Fromm stepping in and being a guy. But uh, right now, no, nah, it's not realistic. So with Jake Fromm and Josh Allen, I see this similar to almost RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Like, mm-hmm. um, obviously, they're not drafted in the same class, but I could see – the situation, like you said, with injury. Josh Allen, he's not a guy that's just going to stay in the pocket. He wants to move around. He wants to be able to manipulate the pocket, and that can lead to injuries. You have somebody that's stable as your backup in, uh, in Jake Fromm. If Jake Fromm can, like you said, get his opportunity and come in, I think he'll be decisive. He'll stay in the pocket. He'll, he'll get you your touchdowns, get you your 20 to 25 points, whatever you need to win the game. There's more upside with Josh Allen, but like you also, on the other hand, do you want that stability with Jake Fromm? So I think if Josh Allen is able to stay healthy, it's never going to be a conversation, obviously, because they're just going to ride it with the guy that they've ridden with for the past two years now. 
if you have a situation where he does get hurt, then you can start talking about it because then those the same conversations we had in DC. Oh wow, Kirk had a, Kirk had a good game. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can get him another one. And that's how RG three decided to rush back and get himself hurt again. You could see a similar situation like that. So I don't think Jake Fromm, like you said, is going to beat him out in camp or anything. But if he does get an opportunity, there is a chance for there's a chance that the Buffalo Bills fans and coaches can be like, this this kid is this kid is really good. Because we, we got to remember, at Georgia, his freshman year, there were dogs on that team. And he didn't have anybody last year. I think George Pickens was his only top receiver. And he's not coming out this year, um, still a sophomore. And then you had a great, great running back in DeAndre Swift. So if your O-line is great, if you have a, a top five O-line, uh, a top five O-lineman in the draft uh, mm-hmm. getting drafted and you have a uh, top, top two, uh, top, I think the best running back in the draft, maybe a top two running back in the draft, He's not having the opportunities to throw the ball. You're handing it off to Swift and letting him work uh, with that O-line. So I think it was dealt a bad hand. Goes to a different school. Who knows? But he decided to stick with Georgia. We saw it with um, – we see it with uh, – what's his name? Uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State. I mean, Kirby Smart had this man running at, as a running back at Georgia. Like, Justin Fields could throw the ball. He's, he, he's a, going to be a first-round pick next year because he went to Ohio State. So I think – if Jake Fromm went to a different school, it would have been a different conversation, but he didn't. So he has to wait for his opportunity, try to grind it out. But right now, this is Josh Allen's job, and there's nothing they can do about it. One more thing about this Jake Fromm situation, um, where the Buffalo Bills picked in the fifth round at the 167th pick. Right there at 168 was the New England Patriots. Yeah. So... Yeah. I think you gotta gotta do yourself a favor by just, doing them a favor yeah. by eliminating that problem. So I just wanted to add that into the equation. Also. Yeah, even even Bro. if he doesn't play a snap for you guys, he's not playing any snaps for the Patriots. If Rom gets drafted by the Patriots, he's our day one starter. Well, it'll be him instead of in a competition. I'll say that. I, I, I think Fromm wins that competition. I think Fromm wins that competition, and it's it's here we go again. Hey, Deja vu. Another, another twenty. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> The I mean, second that the Bills pick from, they traded down, traded out of the pick. So <laughs> that, that tells you everything you need to know right there. Like, and I mean, Bill did come out in his uh, his post draft press conference and said our plan wasn't to not draft a QB in the draft. But I mean, the Bills, the Bills were were pretty smart. They're like, this is our division now. I'm t- I'm taking Jake from and nice. making sure that you you don't have him. Um, obviously. We're DC based. Uh, Micah and I are, are Redskins fans. Uh, yeah. Another interesting pickup for the Buffalo Bills this offseason. <laughs> um, one year deal, prove it. Micah, I'll send it over to you. What, what were your thoughts on this uh, Josh Norman deal? Hey, man, he's going to really have to prove it, honestly, because what I've seen out of Josh Norman since 2018, bro, he does. I thought he was. I don't think he deserves a big corner. I mean, if he wanted to try to play, like, free safety or something, maybe okay. But it's not even room for him to do that on this roster. Uh, Micah High got that, and Jordan Poyer got the other safety. So, he's going to have to try to play um, corner. I, I would think he would try to play field corner. Uh, Tredavious White is obviously the um, the kind of backside, uh, boundary, island kind of corner, and you want him in that role. Um, and, you know, if they put – uh, him in the right situation defensive-wise. Um, really don't stick him out there and, like, man or try to make him play, like, a three or anything. Or, like, just just keep him – honestly, keep him just, like, honest and don't try to put too much strain on him. It might work. But the problem is that he's going to get a majority of the targets because Shadavia is, like, out there. Yep. 
his ball skills aren't where they were back in 2016 and 17 and 15. All those great years. Um, he has been really exposed on one-on-one situations, whether it's just high pointing a ball, making plays. I've seen him get run over a couple times with the Redskins in the past couple of years. It's like he's on the downswing of his career and a downturn. And I mean, I think he's on a short leash. Um, it is a prove it deal. They have DBs behind them. Levi Wallace is right there. Um, EJ Gaines could possibly step in. Um, they drafted Dane Jackson. He's a Dane wild Jackson's card. come for that spot. Yeah, Dane Jackson is a wild card. He reminds me uh, a lot of like Jimmy Moreland, just the just the hunger side of it. Not necessarily the same situation, but like this is a guy who has so much raw talent that, given you know a year or so, he could step in, or if he needed to step in, he can. Um, I think Josh Norman is on a short leash, and you hope that he kind of plays up to it. But this guy is just really hungry young guys waiting. So um, Josh Norman messes it up, which I think he will then you'll see some of those young guys play. Uh, but, hey, you get in with Josh Norman, which you're going to get in 2020, which is a, a corner that passed his pond four years ago. It is what it is. There's not much else to say. Shout out to him, though. He keeps getting that bread. Yeah, I think I've gone back and forth because the number one knock on the Redskins was that they didn't use players in the right position or they just draft mm-hmm. players just to, or sign players just to sign players, and then they're like, oh, coaches, figure it out. So we know Josh Norman is not a man guy. He's going to get toasted a man. He's not following, the, not following the best receiver. He doesn't need to be following the best receiver because it's not, it's not going to turn out well for him. The Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, his coach, Sean McDermott, was part of the Carolina Panthers staff. Josh Norman's best, year, best years were with the Carolina Panthers. If we put him in a position to play that zone, is, is he going to be a lot better? Is he going to be able to make plays like he did before? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. I, I don't know if he still has that in him. So it's a good signing. It's a one-year deal, like nothing off your back. If he sucks, then you can do, do away with him. And like you said, there are guys backed up. I think Dane Jackson is going to be uh, a player that's going to be able to be uh, his step up for the Bills. So I think he gets – he starts camp. If you see a couple of things, you, if he wants to go ahead, try Stephon Diggs. I mean, <laughs> if he wants to go ahead and see what happens with him. But, <laughs> I just don't think Josh Norman has it anymore. He's in the he's in the best possible situation for him. If it doesn't work out here, he's not in the NFL next year. It's as simple as that. If if he's not able to produce with the guy that get, got him the most production in the system that works best for him, if he can't produce, then he's done in the league. And I think that's what that's what's gonna happen. I don't think he's in the league uh, in twenty twenty one. Uh, LQ, what, what what's your thoughts on uh, Dane or on Josh Norman? I mean, um, you guys said it the best, man. Uh... Josh Norman is a cover three, cover two corner. Uh, he's good in quarters. Um, he doesn't – he's not a man corner. Uh, that's not a secret. Um, and like you said, he didn't run man in Carolina. Um, he's with that coaching staff again. So, hopefully they put him in the best situation to succeed. Um, you guys are bringing up those young guys. Um, maybe just certain situations and packages for Josh Norman. If he can't go in on every down and be in there, maybe only in the goal line situations. No, well, I probably won't have him in a goal on situation. But <laughs> regardless, you know, maybe they'll put him in the best situation to succeed, hopefully. Um, I, I wish him the best, man. I hope he has more left in the tank. I just hope this isn't a situation like um, I remember you guys uh, a few years ago. You remember when Namdi Asenwal went from uh, Oakland Wait, to Philly. Philly, and that yeah. Kinda, you know, so it hopefully it's not yeah. one of those situations again and they get the most out of them up there in Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, will, say, I will say this, though, real quick. Uh, Sorry to cut you off, but it's no, like, he might actually be suited well as their slot corner. Like, just looking at it, like, 
just seeing like the the first of all, he's like what six one, six two, with solid two oh five, two ten. I think he could possibly be that guy in the interior because he's a good run defender. I'll, I'll give him that. When he's not getting run over, when he can attack first, like he's a really good run defender and things like that. So you can get him kind of like on blitzes and being a little bit more aggressive near the ball, and you can, you know, hopefully he puts on a little weight and he starts getting his nose in on tackles and stuff. He might succeed there. But, like, being an outside corner, I just – it doesn't seem realistic to me in 2020. Like, if this happened in two, even two years ago before he got uh, stuck in these bad situations, maybe. So, we'll see from Josh Norman. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a boom or bust type situation. Like, well, no. It could be a situation where after training camp, he's straight up cut because he's like, yeah, this is not going to work at all. So, we'll, we'll find out. I think we'll find out pretty soon uh, on Josh Norman. But, obviously, the biggest acquisition – yeah. The, the, the number one thing, the, the reason why Josh Allen goes to sleep every night smiling now, <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs yeah. was tired of Minnesota. He, he was done with Kirk Cousins. He was done with not getting the ball. Got traded to the Buffalo Bills. How do you think Stephon Diggs fits into this offense? I know, Micah, you, you, you love – well, you love talking about Josh Allen yeah. um, overthrowing, Josh Allen having a very live arm. And we've seen yeah. Stephon Diggs get very upset with Kirk Cousins about some – um, miss throw. So I'll start with you, Michael. What, what, what do you think of Stefan Diggs fitting into that Buffalo wide receiver core? Man, um, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so obviously he is the number one guy here. The Bills receiver situation went from Cole Beasley being your most productive target to Stefan Diggs. That's a win and all in every universe, you know, out there. Like that's a win. Um, and he's going to command a lot of respect that a true number one commands. Um, there's not going to be uh, a lot of honest coverage that he may have seen in um, Minnesota because they don't have an Adam Thielen in the slot on the other side. So he's going to get a lot of, res- uh, you know, a lot of respect from defenses. And I think that's kind of what he wants. Um, the problem is target-wise, yes, he'll get targeted maybe a little bit more, but you're dealing with a guy who doesn't throw the intermediate routes as well as Kirk Cousins does. I mean, Kirk Cousins' deep ball is, is it's okay. It's not as good as Josh Allen, but this is, you don't get deep shots more than twice a game, three times a game. It's going to be a lot more of a, you know, everything else. Uh, he's going to be running a lot of slants and pitches, and they're going to be running the ball a lot. So um, you hope that maybe he brings his Hans Ward on and wants to run block and things like that. He wants to be a team player. But the guy that Stephon Diggs is, I feel like he wants 115 catches. He wants 160 targets on the year. I don't think that's realistic, and I don't think it – I think he has less of a chance to get that with the Bills than he did with the Vikings. Uh. So it's a weird fit, and he kind of that was one of those things where he kind of just complained and complained and complained for good reason. Nobody wants to play with Kirk Cousins, obviously, yeah. but now he's in a situation where he has to make the best of it because he can't kind of go out like Odell at this point where it's just bad. You know, he, he has names in a bad light, and it's kind of just like, well, every, every you know, everywhere you turn, Odell is like he's not happy this, that, and the third. Um, I think for him, he kind of just has to put his work hat on, man, and just understand that when you're dealing with a guy like Josh Allen, bro, Hey, you want to get what you get. Um, it's gonna be funny when Drake from when when Jake from actually gets in the game. He's hitting home on digs and outs and intermediate routes, and it's just like, oh, he ends up with those fifteen catch kind of games. Um, I, I just, it's gonna be really interesting, honestly, because it's gonna be clear that they're gonna to try to force him the ball when they're not running the ball, and I just want to see how it works because. I just I, I don't see them as the the true shotgun passing team. It's just gonna be really interesting to see and. You hope you hope he stays happy and you hope he gets his touches, but it's just really I don't know. It's a good fit because you'll get the the respect and everything, but 
dang, it's like you're in a worse situation, dog. But shout out to him. He's going to be fine wherever he does. He's going to be a pro bowler regardless. So. Thank you. I don't think he's going to have fun, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, They're going to call him some names, some choice names. Yo, he was up. in Minnesota. They play in the Dome. You know, he's he's living. He got a pretty established quarterback. Um, the defense is established. Uh, the the offense is pretty established. They kind of exactly knew their trajectory. Uh, they were constant players in the NFC, regardless if it was for their division or wild card spot. They kind of had that guaranteed. Um, now it's not really that situation. Um, cold. Buffalo it's Bills, cold, up. It's cold a, up in Buffalo, man. Yeah, it's just cold <laughs> up there, bro. Um, it's cold up there. I mean, he, he talked about the fan base a lot. I know he's going to have fun with their, their fan base up there. But um, they got Devin Singletary already. Um, they drafted Zach Moss also. So that just kind of shows you that they are dedicated to running the football. Um, a lot of their biggest and most, I want to say, uh, money plays that they ran last year came off of play action. So um, mm-hmm. in that aspect, it will go out great for him. Like um, they ran like a lot of uh, play action boots where – It'll be uh, Josh Allen just dropping back maybe like eight to ten yards and just throwing a bomb to um, John, Brown. Uh, John Brown, smoking John Brown. So you got John Brown over there. You got Diggs on that side. Somebody's going to burn somebody on the outside. So as far as their offense, it'll work. Uh, as far as him, man, he's going to be doubled every play, bro. Um, oh, yeah. They got Cole Beasley and John Brown outside of him. That's not really scaring too many people. So he's definitely going to have that extra safety over the top watching him. So um, – it's going to be very interesting to watch how his success translates from team to team, but um, I guess we'll see. So for the Buffalo Bills, this is great. You, you add, you add another receiver, you add a, a top notch guy, you, you boost it. No longer is it Cole Beasley. Uh, it's Stefan Diggs and you have to worry about Stefan Diggs. Yeah. You have to game plan for Stefan Diggs before. I mean, you, you don't really worry about that. You worry about, uh, you worry about Josh Allen and you worry about the running backs. That's great. If you're the Buffalo Bills, you're happy. If you're Diggs, on the other hand, I mean, like you guys said, this is going to suck. You went from Adam Thielen as your number two to Cole Beasley. You know what that means? You're, you're, like you said, you're, you're going to be doubled. You want to be that number one guy? You, you want to you wanna be paid like the number one guy? You want to be treated like the number one guy? We're, we're going to find out real soon. Like, it, it's not, it's not going to be a conversation of, oh, can he do it or not? Because you're going to get the best corners. You're, go, you're going to get double team. You're going to get the targets that you want. If you're uh, Josh Allen looking looking for somebody to bail you out, you're you're throwing it up to Stephon Diggs. At least with Minnesota, Kirk could be like, ah, Diggs not open. Let me let me try to throw it to Thielen or Thielen. Let me go let me go to Diggs. Now it's I'm going to Diggs if I need help. If I need that first down on third down, it's third and twelve. We know who the ball is going to. It's going to Diggs. And if he's able to make those type of plays, that'll be good for him. Do I think he's going to? I don't know. I, th- I think Diggs is a is a good wide receiver. Um, he has crazy footwork, but is he that number one type of guy? We're, we're going to find out. Um, if he works out, this is going to be a great trade for the Buffalo Bills. If not, then the Vikings were able to uh, – got Justin Jefferson, who's going to be a pretty good number two until I think he potentially passes Adam Thielen as the, and becomes their number one. So we'll see how that trade works out for each side. But they were able to get Justin Jefferson. And if Diggs goes to the playoffs and is able to win a couple of games, let's see if he's happy. But he, the reason why he was upset in Minnesota was not getting those targets, not uh, being treated like the number one guy. When you have Josh Allen, who runs the ball, you have Singletary, who runs the ball, you have Moss, who runs the ball. They obviously are going to be a running team. It'll be interesting to see if his catches go up or down. And if they go down, 
like you said, Micah, is he going to be labeled as that diva wide receiver where he's unhappy again and he's trying to get traded? You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be a locker room cancer. You don't want to be Antonio Brown on uh, IG Live or after saying that you're loving with the Steelers and then you hate the Steelers and then you're getting traded to the uh, you're getting traded to the Buffalo Bills and then you're not getting traded to the Buffalo Bills and you're going to Oakland and now you're cut from so like you don't want to get in that loop and be put in that category so he has to be a team player if he didn't want to be a team guy go play golf go play tennis it's a team sport so as long as you're able to get the victories that's that's all that matters and if he's able to do that it'll be perfect for them they'll have a great time in Buffalo the fans are crazy they they, they love their players hard if he doesn't we could see that next year we can have another tweeting spree from Stefan Diggs and at that point your draft value is, is in the gutter. Nobody wants a guy like that. Nobody wants a guy that's drafting his team two years back to back. It's just, it's not going to happen. But in the Bills, from the Bills perspective, it's going to be great. So I'll send over to you, LQ, first. What grid are you giving the Buffalo Bills for their offseason? Uh, for their offseason, totally. I, I, I got to give them nothing, nothing less than a B minus, man. They really cleaned up well at the draft. Um, A.J. Espineza in the second round, I think, is probably my favorite pick of the entire draft, if you want to be honest. Um, I think he was ranked anywhere in the mock drafts from the beginning of the season from around top five to maybe top ten, and I don't know how he fell into the second round. So I think um, overall I'm going to have to give him a B-. Michael? I would actually give them – I'm trending towards a B-plus, maybe an A-minus. Um, I feel like for what their team needed – and kind of going forward, they were already a playoff team, so they didn't necessarily need anything big. And I feel like their biggest need was a guy like Stefan Diggs. Um, you mentioned it, bro. For the Bills, this is a, a knockout move. I mean, they got a top ten receiver right there. Um, you hope Josh Allen takes the next steps. You have his backup plan in Jake Fromm, which is a big thing. Um, and you you know you got running back depth. You got more receivers on the back end. You filled in the need at um on via as an edge rusher with AJ Epinesa, who's going to start. Eventually, over a guy like Jerry Hughes, or he's going to begin to a point where you have one of the best D-line rotations out there. I mean, that, that D-line is sneaky, like, deep. It might be one of the best in their conference. But um, And then on the back end, that, and on the DV side, they've already kind of filled things in. Getting guys like Dane Jackson late in the seventh round is a steal. I mean, you see if Josh Norman is a, uh, is a boom or bust kind of thing. If it's a boom, then that's an A-plus kind of move. So I think they did – free agency and the draft really, really well. So I would give them, actually, I would give them an A minus for a team that was already in the playoffs and they put themselves in a great position to possibly win a division this year. So shout out to them. Yeah. B plus for me. I mean, like you said, you start off with Stefan Diggs. That's a home run, home run type of player. Uh, you lost Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. You go and get uh, Mario Addison. Who do you even talk about? They're able to sign him. And they were able to sign, uh, you're able to draft AJ Epsonutsa, which is another home run type of player you uh you lose kevin johnson but you get josh norman dane jackson um zach moss who was a very un like a, a lot of the pac-12 guys are just considered underrated because nobody's watching them but he was he was able to get shifty at utah and and you can have that two-headed monster of a singletary and moss that that could be uh really fun and then gabriel davis from uh ucf if we're talking about burners like gabriel davis he, he was able he was able to do it at ucf ucf was a very vertical system and when they were at the top of uh, college football, they they were super fun. And obviously, they lost their quarterback to injury, and everything went sideways. But that's another sneaky guy that you could just have in the back in the back of um, in the back of your wide receiver room. And maybe one day, if John Brown's not doing it, you throw in Gabriel Davis, and you see how exactly all of that fits together. 
And then I've always been a Jake Fromm guy. I'm still going to continue being a Jake Fromm guy. I think he's a better quarterback. I think maybe in three years we could potentially see Jake Fromm as that guy. And just for even, like you said, LQ, that the Patriots didn't get him, that, that's, that's a check in my book. So that, that's, the be, win. that's the it, win right there. It has to be a B plus, uh, A minus. Um, biggest thing was uh, no tight ends, really. I mean, this yeah. wasn't a great tight end draft, but I can't really remember their tight end. Was it Knox or something? Uh, Dawson, yeah, Dawson Knox. Knox. I think they're yeah. comfortable with Knox. Yeah. And, I mean, Knox, he, he's, like, cool, but, like, he's, is he, like, going to be able to change it in any mm-hmm. way? I, I think for you to have, like, a great offseason, you had to be able to get better in almost every position. And they did in almost every position, but not have, getting anything, at least, like, signing late a, a tight end or try to get somebody. Like, that Moss was an undrafted free agent. I mean, he was able to go to the Redskins. They said that's because they were the first team to call him. What do you lose from drafting an undrafted guy? So that's the only reason why they didn't get a full-on A for me. I don't think – I think the tight end position needs to be adjusted more from them. But that's going to do it for the Bills. Um, up next, we have the Miami Dolphins as we continue going through the AFC East. But for Mike, for Mike, or for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode.